Hi guys, welcome back to my channel. Okay, so guys, today I am going to be going missing for 24 hours. So pretty much David's going to be filming me going missing and you know, who knows what hilarious things are going to happen. Yay! No. no. This is not the type of channel that we are, and if that's what you're looking for, get out. Welcome to the Time to Talk show. If you're a new listener, welcome to our dysfunctional little family of pop culture junkies. We're a very friendly lot, and even though you might be listening to us and not taking part in the conversation, you are part of our pop family too. And it's great to have you on board. Thank you very much for listening. If you do want to take that leap and join in on these sometimes inane discussions about music, film and pop culture, drop us a line. All you need is a Skype ID to join our group. Today we're tackling our first boy band review. How exciting is this? David and Lee, when you think of boy bands, who comes to mind? Oh, for me, take that because I'm a Brit and they are like the ultimate boy band. Yeah, Gary Barlow, Robbie Williams, and the others. The other three. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I guess it would be the New Kids on the Block. Uh, but later, I would say BSB. It's probably my favorite of all the boy bands. <laughs> boy bands. There's the Jacksons, the original boy bands. Uh well, actually, the original boy band could be considered the Beatles, if I'm going to be honest. There's um, NSYNC, One Direction. Have either of you heard of Minuto? Of course. Was that the one that Ricky Martin was in? Yes. And and once you got to a certain age, you were kicked out. <laughs> oh, it was, wasn't it? It was kind of once you hit like puberty, they chucked you out, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. Boys to Men. And David, your favourite, the Osmonds. <laughs> That's a little bit before my time, but you know. Oh, don't forget, don't forget a uh, new edition. Apparently, Backstreet Boys is the most successful boy band in terms of sales. But to be honest with you, I've read that fact on about five different official websites. I have to say, they're, they're not scurrilous little nasty websites. But it just doesn't strike me as true. So I'm going to call BS on that. But surely the Beatles would have to be the highest selling boy band of all time if they're counted as a boy band and why wouldn't they be for me a boy band tends to be a group of people that are brought together by either a management company or a producer and are kind of sort of created whereas a band tend to kind of come together organically so i i t wouldn't tend to say that the beatles would be a boy band or like the rolling stones or people like that um, hang on a sec so this is interestingly, your definition of boy band means that they can't have any influence over the creative process. But they can, but the kind of true sense of a boy band tends to be that they are kind of, you know, they go through the audition process and, they're, you know, the, the, the manager picks the, you know, the cue mm. one, the one that can sing, the one that can dance. Um yeah, that's kind of... And yeah, with girl bands as well. Yeah, that that is my personal um, take on a boy band. 
Yeah, so they're quite constructed. And and with boy bands, you're absolutely right. If it's the constructed boy band, you usually get, you know, the cute one and the one who can dance and the one who's got a bit of a meaner edge, you know, some someone to appeal to every part of the female demographic, apparently. Yeah, and then the one that comes out as gay, like, towards the end of the, the <laughs> career of the boy band. A.K.A. Lance Bass. <laughs> Boy bands don't seem to win many Grammys either. I can't recall, I've been scratching my head, I can't recall any boy band ever winning a Grammy. I mean, I could be wrong. Mm. But I think BSB might have won a Grammy. I could be wrong. Ah, okay. Oh, oh here, did you here we go. I brought it up. The group has received eight Grammy Award nominations as of 2019. But nominations, so they have not won. The group has also received two American Music Awards, five Billboard Music Awards, two MTV Video Music Awards, a Juno Award. So there we go. What is it about a boy band that's so appealing? They're kind of designed so that there is, you know, something that you will like. They've got to have the songs. They've got to have the tunes. Because there was loads of boy bands that had awful songs that didn't last very long. So they've got to have a good song and they've got to sing. I constantly make Simpsons references, but I, I, my, my, one of my favourite episodes is when they manufacture the boy band um, using Bart, Milhouse, Nelson, and Ralph <laughs> to make the boy band. Have you yeah, the one? Navy, to get people to join the Navy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, when they play it backwards. I saw a snippet of it, yes. Uh, you've got to see, just if you're going to watch even one snippet of it, and if somebody listening has not seen it, at least go and watch when they're in the recording booth and they're all getting down to the classic pop, to the classic boy band tune. And then the studio power goes out <laughs> and the auto tune goes off. And then it's just literally Bart, Nelson, Milhouse, and Ralph singing terribly, which I just think is perfect. InSync actually appear on that episode as well, Justin Timberlake. And yes, they did, didn't they? They kind of danced in with, on that. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, I remember. My favourite moment ever in boy band history, mainly because there's something extremely comical about this. I'm not sure if you both know. In 2011, the Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block joined forces to become, wait for this, N-K-O-T-B-S-B. And if you say the words in full, it just sounds so terribly wrong. I'm aware of this, and I'm going to admit, I downloaded the single that they released. I did. did. No, and I I can't remember its name. I think it was something about a light. Turn the light off when you go. (laughs) But I I actually liked it. I'm not going to lie. How many times was the word baby used (laughs) in the song? That's that's always the the clue to a boy band. Yeah. Didn't they do like a cruise? Um, a cruise together um, where they performed no. for the people on the cruise ship. Not, no. Tell you what, there'd be a lot of ancient flesh thrashing around on that cruise ship, wouldn't there? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the boys in the oh. band. <laughs> Today we are specifically looking at the album Step by Step. But before we do, we have a little competition. If you're listening to this podcast after January 2021, do not even bother because the competition is over. It's been won. It's done. Okay. So, David and Lee, do you want to hear the details of this competition? Are you excited? Yeah, on the edge of my seat. Of course. Okay. Don't fall off. Okay. If you're listening through a podcast app, you need to go to YouTube and you need to find this podcast there. 
the best limerick about a boy band left in the comments section. Yes, that's how old I am. I want a limerick to win this prize. <laughs> you will win a fantastic and very old Madonna book. It sounds kind of lame, doesn't it, David, this Madonna book? <laughs> but it's a good book, right? No, I think that's awesome. I mean, why not? I, I, creativity to win a prize. That's what it's all about. Is it that book that she did? No, it's not the sex uh, book. No, <laughs> oh, thank God for that. <laughs> it's actually, it's a Madonna tour book, I think, about the Blonde Ambition tour. It's really good. It's beautifully done. Um, and, yeah, you, you can have it um, if you get cracking and write a limerick about a boy band. It can be anything you want, and we'll choose the best one, and it will be couriered out to you. Okay, step by step, this was the fourth album by New Kids on the Block. It was released in June of 1990. Before it was even available, it had sold in excess of 2 million copies on pre-order alone. And of course, with those sorts of sales figures, it went straight to number one in the UK and in the US. Not in Australia, mind you, because we, we have good taste over here. It only got to number four over here in Australia. The Canadians in particular, they loved this album. It did very, very well over there. This album was led by the single Step by Step, which remains the highest-selling single for the band. Apparently, they co-wrote a few of the tracks for the first time in their career. I'm not sure if that really paid off for them, to be honest. We're about to find out. But over to you guys, Step by Step, the album. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Lee. Well, we have very different views on this album. I think I said it was 10% R&B bangers, 90% dreary syrupy ballads. But David has a different take on it. Well, you have to understand that their key group audience were 13, 14-year-old girls. So, you know, they want to sit in their beds and listen to their, their cassette tape or compact disc of them singing these these lovely, <laughs> lovely, beautifully written ballads. <laughs> I've got to say, I was really looking forward to listening to this album. I didn't listen to it at the time. I knew the singles at the time. And I was really excited. So I went on a little cruise, put it on. It starts off really well, but my goodness, it loses its mind pretty early in, probably by around track four or five or so around there. It just like just degenerates into a hot mess. Mm. Well, they even got into a little reggae, which kind of cracked me up. But, you know, I think it's one of the better tracks on the album. <laughs> and I love Donnie, you know. Well, look, let's start on a positive note. Step by step, the actual single and track number one on the album. This is, this is a genius song, isn't it? I mean, this is what pop music's all about. Yeah, it has 1990 written all over it. Uh, Maurice Starr was their main producer. He worked with, as I mentioned earlier, uh, oh, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, uh, but he worked with Bobby Brown and his huge group, New Edition. Uh, so I don't know. I, th I think it's, it's yeah. I mean, this is what was radio back in 1990. It's a great fast track dance pop song. And Jordan Knight, the best singer in the group, you know, he had lead vocal. Uh, lyrics are a little cheesy, but it's a fun teen pop song, you know. I agree with you about this one. I do. It's really good. The 12-inch version of it is really good. The bit that I like the best is the spoken bit in the middle 
which where Danny, um, who, you know, didn't really sing very much, they kind of just give him this kind of, we can have lots of fun. <laughs> that, and that was his bit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to test you both out now because if you don't know this, you you can't be part of the podcast anymore. Step one. Oh, step one. We can have, we can lots, have of lots of fun. Step two. Uh, There's so much we can do. <laughs> I just said it. I don't yes, know. and then step three. It's just step three. Yes. <laughs> my horrible, my horrible falsetto there. Sorry. David, do you know how he managed to sing that line? Apparently, you know in the video clip that they're standing on the stairs. Apparently, he straddled it, and <laughs> they got a microphone. And as he went down, they he sang the line, and they had he had to do six takes to get it that high. It wasn't until his testicles were truly squished against the banister. <laughs> the things they do for art. Step four. Step four, something about. I can about give you more. more. I can give yeah. you more. <laughs> Don't you know that the time is right? Yeah. <sighs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I tell you what, the, the, the new kids on the block um, fans who've tuned in to listen to this scintillating <laughs> review of Step by Step. <laughs> if I ever just logged off. Already typing a comment before we've even finished. Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Keep calling him Herman, and that is not I. I Danny, yeah, I'll be Danny, not Herman Monster. Danny. Now you're very cruelly, aren't you? You keep calling him Herman yeah. for the reason. Go on, but, yeah, I you. am. I, he 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 couldn't sing. He couldn't dance. I, he looks like Herman Monster's son. Um, I, yeah, I, I, you know when you know when we were talking about how they went through a process of 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 auditioning. What had he, how much had he given them to to let him in that band? Yeah, no, in every boy band, there's always like some weirdo, like the the la- like look at in NSYNC. I'm 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 sorry, Chris Kirkpatrick with those awful braids and and dreads. Mm. Who was he? And then and then in BSB really didn't. I guess Howie Duro was the odd man out with with BSB. But um, yeah, Danny, he didn't bother me that much. He's he's you know he was the masculine one in the group. <laughs> about the spoken word concept you you listen to that they're talking about sex and it's like you know these 13 14 year old girls you know are, are you know are listening to these innuendos by these boys it's it's kind of wrong David, it's David. true <sighs> hello li- not talking about step what we can yes they are we can have lots of fun there's so much we could do it's just you and me i could give you more don't you know that the time is right what <laughs> did you are you are you are you seeing it lee are you seeing I was it not aware i was not aware of that i Will am now read? but i was not aware of it when you time. read them all together when, 
when you read it all together, it's like, let's go to bed. Let me take your virginity. That's exactly what it means. Oh, my goodness. Do you know when they have these ink blot tests and the person who's looking, you know, the whole concept of that, David, that's what's going on here. This is clearly about cooking, this song. <laughs> Where's Simon? We could talk about his cookbook, to Step by Step. <laughs> Tonight, this is a true homage to Lennon McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Shortly. I mean, this is like a Yeah, I hated track. it. It's that kind of horrible fake brass sounds that they got on a synthesizer, the 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 rhymey bit. Oh, you know how we dissed Madonna and her Shooby-Doo song? But this, this has, see the girls with the curls in their hair. <laughs> The buttons and the pearls and the loud fanfare. What does that even mean, David? Is that about about sex as well? The pins, not the pearls. (laughs) You got to get the lyrics right. The buttons and the pins and the loud fanfare. Oh, that makes much more sense. Do they say pearl? Yeah, I don't. They don't say pearls. I'm almost positive it's pins. Oh, that makes more sense because I was like sat there today thinking, yes. what, what do these girls turn up wearing pearl necklaces to the to the concerts? What what <laughs> very proper? Um, I just didn't get it. But that is <laughs> that's cleared it up. Holy! They even reference their own track in this one. I was I was listening again for the you know I haven't heard it for a while, but there's something about they they reference the right stuff and maybe another. They song do. They say well. hanging oh, tough as long as we've got the right stuff, David. Baby, I believe in you. This is very much up your alley, isn't it? It's raunch, it's romance, all at the oh. same time. Saxophone. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a wah-wah guitar will get me every time. And Jordan Knight, who is a very good singer, I think he delivers beautifully on this song. Yeah, this, what's, who wouldn't become a little horny after listening to this song, you know? No horn at all for that song. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Drippy ballad. It's it sounded a bit like the Bee Gees from, to me, like a song that the Bee Gees could have sung. How come Kenny G comes in halfway through? I don't know. You know the the end of the eighties, nineties saxophones and ballads were, you know, were pretty key to, you know, <laughs> that time. I mean, it was that time. And I, what are you trying to say? Tim, Tim knows, Tim knows I play saxophone. So I grew up playing sax. Surely you can give us a little solo of this breakout now. Uh, no, no, but I will do, I I will do a, no, I I will do a, uh, I'll do a social media video for you exclusively on my sax, Tim. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. I'm looking forward to that social media post. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, listen. Okay. Can I just ask you all to hold for a second? I think I've actually got a call coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. So just keep it down for a minute. It's it's actually Janet calling me back. One moment. One minute. Hi, Janet. Yes, it's Tim. Tim. Uh, Tim uh, from the Time to Talk show. We've messaged you a few... You didn't get back. Uh, look, yep, I don't, I don't want to hold you up for too long, Janet. I just really thought it was important for you to know that back in 1990, the new kids on the block, they had this album track called Call It What You Want. Oh, really? Oh, you should care. I mean, I haven't even made my point yet. Hey, what's Latoya got to do with it? 
Oh, really? Oh, well, there are creams for that. Oh, she wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, so, look, call it what you want. New kids. It, it sounds like a rip-off of Miss You Much. I know it was successful. Oh, I didn't know it had sold that many copies. How many countries? Really? Oh, well, look, I just thought you'd want to know anyway. Yep, sure, no, no problems. Yep. Oh, it makes me want to scream too. Yeah. Okay. All right, no worries. Thanks, Janet. What? Yep, yep, I've got to go. On air. On air. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Um, well, it's a little bit awkward. No, it's actually not about you. Janet? Oh, okay, she, she's hung up. Janet? Oh, she hung up. She hung up. Sorry about that. She hung up. Oh, God. Okay, so let's talk about this. Call it what you want. This is the biggest rip-off of Miss You Much I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yes. Was there a court case over this? I don't know. I, I To me, it sounded like a remake of The Right Stuff, um, but I loved the remix that they put out, the Seville's and Cole one, was amazing, um, kind of completely kind of took it in another direction. Um, but, I was, but I didn't get I didn't get the Janet Jackson reference on it. Tim, it's it's you can it's you can be mine from the control album. That's what it Lee, listen to You Can Be Mine from from Janet's control album and then listen to Call What You Want. It's it's those two are very similar. I miss you much a little bit, but I've done the right thing by making her aware. Because it probably didn't cross her radar at the time. No. <laughs> David, you've already referred to this one. Stay with me, baby. I mean, apart from going devastatingly, Peter Andre, just for a moment, is that really Mr. Wahlberg propagating a Jamaican accent that I can hear? Isn't that a little bit disrespectful? No, I thought he. I thought he did a really good job. I mean, for for what it is, I mean, I don't think he was doing a parody. I think he was really feeling the reggae. The reggae sound and i thought i thought he did it justice is it amazing no come on now listen you always hold back you love this song you love it love it love it love it i do i do love stay with me baby who yeah yeah why not it's awful what do you think oh lee oh it, it's it's horrific it really is horrific it's you said i listened to it and i was like is he singing in a cod reggae Jamaican voice? He is. Ugh. No. <laughs> Distasteful is what I'd call it. Distasteful. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the reason why the, the, the album only got two stars from Rolling Stone. So <laughs> that and that awful happy birthday track by the gay <gasps> one, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, that is... <laughs> Oh, that is just... Uh, that is the worst song on, on the album. It is the worst song in the history of the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, well, I'm glad we can agree on that, Lee. <sighs> that is dreadful. It's the worst song with Happy Birthday in the title of, yeah, of the whole entire universe. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What was he thinking? He, he was thinking... Shame. Shame. I'm, I'm going to write this song and it's going to replace Happy Birthday and I'm going to be a multi-billionaire. But then when it was released... <laughs> It was a crime, and he should have been sent down Think for life. Crime. 
Yes. And think of all these legendary groups that did these kind of 50s songs in this kind of manner, like the spinners, the platters. They were all rolling in their graves. They're like, oh, oh no. Now, we're all being very, very mean. This album does have some all right moments, except for the aptly named Funny Feeling, of course. This was another stab at trying to capture I'll Be Loving You unsuccessfully. I love I'll Be Loving You. I know it's not from this album, but this is like... They're just trying to recapture the glory of that song. Well, it gave me a funny feeling, and it wasn't a good funny feeling. It was, um, it's just an, yeah. And the rhymey thing, tell me how you feel. Guess it must be real. Uh, it's just, yeah. I, 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 the ballads, I just did not like any of the ballads. I'm sorry, David, but I didn't. <laughs> You know, it's funny because in Funny Feeling, I don't really mind Jordan's falsettos, but in this one, you know, Barry Gibb was like, oh boy, I, I am the king when it comes to falsettos, all these other other imitators. It's not so good on this track. I don't want to be too mean. New Kids on the Block are awesome. They are really awesome. Boy bands are awesome. Anytime we manufacture pop, it's great. But this album, like I say, I, you heard me, David. I said, I'm going to go and listen to this. And I went away and I took a little CD in my hand and I ran to the nearest CD player. <laughs> sorry, what decade am I in? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry, I went to Spotify and I played this album and I really wanted to like it and I was really enjoying it. Like I say, then the ballads, too, too many for a start. And they're just awful. They're terrible. They're really, really not good. Well, no, I, I th- well, I've, ballads in the eighties and nineties were were king of songs, and the ballads were played all over the radios, ra- American radio at least. I can speak for, and they were catering to the girls. I'm singing right to you. They were. It was. Ex- that's exactly what was going on. But look, the joke is on us. New kids on the block are, are laughing all the way to the bank. This was a successful album. It went gold seven times platinum in Canada. Excuse me, if you're from Canada, please leave a comment right now. Why? Why? And in the United States, three times platinum. It sold three million copies over there. Incredible stuff. So it's it was a very successful album. Obviously, this was one of those types of albums that all pop stars have and pop bands have at some stage or another where they've got a few really successful singles that drive the whole album that doesn't happen so much these days because of streaming but back then if you had a couple of really good singles it's all you needed to shift for units as they said but to just talk about one more track i know you didn't really want to do track per track but we have to at least mention the song games with the wizard of oz <laughs> oh <Leo. laughs> well just the whole like oh Oh, uh, they do the same chant as as those guards at the witch's castle. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Am I the only one that picked that up? <laughs> I do. I, I I like that song, um, and it was very New Jack Swing type. Um, and I, again, I like the remix version that that Seville's and Cole uh, Cole did. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it was. I think Donnie wrote it, and he wanted to be a bit street, didn't he? Although Wizard of Oz isn't particularly street, is yeah. it? So, yeah. So no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who came up with that chant, but yeah, it's them really trying to be street and cool. I agree with you, Lee. Okay, let's round this off. Where are these men now? 
Are they still on the cruise ship that you talked about before? <laughs> they're they're they still, they're still together, and they are still releasing stuff. They, they, oh, no. no, they Stop. really are. So, um, I think their last single was released last year. Um, called The Boys in the Band, um, which is kind of like a tribute to boy bands. And the video has Debbie Gibson in it and Lance Bass from um, NSYNC. And he's actually quite good. I'm qu I quite liked it. So, yeah, they're still around. And I think um, that they still tour. They have fans. They're, they're girl fans that grew up that are now mothers. Still still they'll go out and, and purchase a 75 dollars ticket and see them so hey that's great that's loyalty should people listen to this album um, no no <laughs> go for, go for their remix album that was the one after this um no more games the remix album i would say so it's aged about as well as donnie Wahlberg's face <laughs> Hey, David and Lee, thanks for reviewing this. I don't know if the fans are going to be particularly happy with us, but um, uh, I guess we're just going to have to brace ourselves. Got a funny feeling. I, I still have love for these guys. So don't go step by step. If you want an entry point into New Kids on the Block, don't go step by step. Go for the greatest hits or possibly album number two. There you go. We've been more than fair. Thanks for having us, Tim. It was Take fun. Care, Lee. Take care, David. Appreciate it. Bye.